Ohio, bringing them together. And by that, I mean Ohio Cham- Championship Wrestling and the oh. Canton Charge joining forces. <laughs> I don't even know if I can officially say this yet, but Sunday, March 11th, dude, things are going down at the Canton Civic Center, and you're going to want to be a part of it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, so the Canton Charge and Ohio Championship Wrestling, uh, we met up with them, and you know, we talked about putting a show on you know, at a charge game, um, and they're all in. They're going to you know, 100% what? accommodate, and so we're going to have the ring set up in the McKinley room, and uh, you know, the game's going to be going on, and it's going to be a two-for-one ticket special. Your boy's pumped up about oh, that. Oh, that actually is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. your boy's pumped up yeah, about that Yeah, that's a pretty one. good idea. So, I mean, there's still plenty of time and plenty of things are in the works, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, maybe some some WWE legends or, you know, some giveaways and stuff like that. But all I'm saying is, dude, Sunday, March 11th, you know we'll be giving away tickets. Um, but it's 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 going to be on for sure. Pretty excited about that one. Well, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, also over the weekend, I did not watch the Cleveland Browns game yesterday because I was a little tied up. I had a little something going on. You want to know where I was, buddy? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I was at the 32nd annual Mohican Powwow, dude. What the hell is that? So, so bro. So my girlfriend says to me, she's like, hey. I got what happened. She's like, hey, my mom and my stepdad are going to this powwow over the weekend. She's like, do you want to come? And at first, I'm like, no, I don't want to go at all. And then I was like, well, dude, go experience a a, a Native American. A wasted day? A Mohican, <laughs> a Mohican powwow. Okay. So we drive the, you know, we go down, we pick up her parents, and we drive Grab down. Grab the Wahoo. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We'll put no, the Indians rally cap on. No, you wouldn't have, dude. No, you wouldn't have. Oh, my God. So, so we go down. I probably would have. It's in Mohican, like, campground. Okay. And somewhere in there, and they've got this, like, area parked, or, you know, set off. Sure. So it's Essentially, it's this big field with a bunch of vendors and stuff, some food vendors, and in the middle is like this Native American, you know, dance circle. So, like, that's the big thing is everybody's oh, there. Hold on, <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> Surprise! I want to know about the food. <laughs> well, oh, like, of course, of course. Was it just like crushed corn? Like, what, what, no, what, like, no, no, no. What was going on? Um, well, they had like, um, they had like, I ate an Indian taco. What is that? And what that is is, it's like they take this bread and they deep fry it, and it's like almost like a chalupa shell, but a little, all right, I support it, but a little bit thicker. Okay. And then it's got like this Indian chili, which is pretty comparable to chili, but just a little bit darker. I felt like, and then it's got like cheese and lettuce and stuff like that. Okay. They're, they're real big in like the bison burgers and oh, venison. Yeah, yeah you know, bison's. Great venison meats and all that different stuff. Okay, all right. All so, right. so, so there was all that. And a little like Bambi I, on a stick there. Yeah, and like okay. I said, you know, Got it. you know, there was a homemade ice cream which was really good. These different kinds of pops that were good. But so they've got all this food. They've got the Native American dance circle. But really, what this was all about was stealing money back from white people. Well, yeah, I'm of course, you, I'm yeah, of course. Right now, dude, these vendors, man. So I'm walking around like looking at these vendors. Oh or my god, dude, do you have like, do, do you have like a dream catcher in the window now? So, no, I do not. My girlfriend's dude, if like. I- She's if like, I go to I your rear view mirror right now, dude, and there's a dream catcher in there, dude, I, I honestly, I'm never speaking to you ever again. So, so essentially, everything's I got that like that, um, you know, that like that that turquoise stone yes, in it. That turquoise stone, like everything was silver and turquoise. <laughs> Do you bro. have a bolo tie? Everything. The bolo ties were on sale. They had tomahawks. They had you know peace pipes and stuff like that. Um, but God, I wish they would have scalped you. One of the things, one of the things that really had me going yesterday is so they've got all these. Stones. And I'm sure you've heard of like Himalayan salts before, sure. which are supposed to like purify your soul or some garbage like that. Yeah, and 
So so they're selling those yesterday. Yeah. And like I said, this is just fleecing white people out of money because all it takes is somebody like acting authentically authentically Native American and you're like, oh my God. Isn't it's it a, amazing? It's a spiritual awakening. And then once you get all that <laughs> stuff in your possession, now you now you're appropriating their culture. So this woman so this woman and this white woman, at least as far as I could tell, it was one of those situations I'm like, eh, yeah. Well, Rachel white. Dole's all there. Alright, so this white woman, she's buying these 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 stones and the stones have like different, you know, I don't know, spiritual properties to them. No, they don't. So she like, she has like two of the stones in each hand and she like holds them up like this and she's like, I'm just like, oh my God, what is going on here? And so that was my story of yesterday. Where, dude, your cell phone was nowhere near a big enough star of this story. Like, dude, I was none of it. I was none of this captured for my viewing pleasure. I think I was just walking around in sheer awe of it. Just like it was, it, it was, it was, it was so, I mean, and it was, I would say at least, I mean, white minority. I mean, it was probably really? 60, 40. Yeah. I mean, dude, it was heavily Native American, or at least is what I is viewed as Native American. <laughs> Do you now own a canoe? Like, No, <laughs> no. But I was thinking about it too. My girlfriend's like, should we buy this? And I'm like, no, what are we buying these blankets for? Like, <laughs> no, we're not doing this. Oh my god, I wish I would have known that was a thing uh, You're glad you didn't go, dude I'm telling you right yeah, now Yeah, no, so I, I I did something similar in Utah once Because my brother, his daughter Is adopted Okay. And she's a Native American And so we did, we took her to some Like, we were in Utah for like Some, I don't know, some family vacation And we did, we were like, well Maybe we should teach her about this stuff And so like, we went and did thing and next thing I know there's my sister-in-law debit card out just buying everything in the gift shop and I'm like David you gotta get your arms around like you know me I'm a pretty open-minded person yeah. I, I, I try to be very empathetic in life and like I tried to be very respectful. Dude, my weekend was way better than yours. I tried to be very respectful, but still, like, I just had, I know there were times my jaw was open, just like, are you, what is going on here? What'd you, uh, what'd you got this weekend, buddy? What's the story? Well, dude, I went to Queens of the Stone Age Friday night. I mean, <laughs> dude, I did, I did stuff I wanted to do. I worked that, actually, but, like, uh, luckily I was working with people who I knew, and so we looked at the set list beforehand, and we split it up. We are like, all right, well, during this, like, you can go and like kind of watch some of it, and then right. during this, you kind of go. And so I kind of did that. So I got to see what I wanted to see from Queens of the Stone Age, and they were awesome. Like, if you're a fan of them, they put on a great show. Royal Blood was pretty good, too. Um, and so that was like a good night. Fast. We were out of there pretty early. wasn't that bad. And then Saturday, dude, I went and played a little golf with my buddy Jim, and, uh, I, dude, I was playing great. And then the last, like, two holes, like, I caught the shanks. And, like, as a matter of fact, like, I put three balls in the water from, like, 40 yards. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, he was like, hit another one. I hit that one, and I I shanked that one. He's like, dude, hit another one. And I did it again. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have caught the shanks, and now I'm terrified. Does that happen in the middle of a game? Is that pretty commonplace? It can, especially when you're a head case like me. Okay. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I'm a little mental. Okay. And so, like, he was like, you got something. He's like, you're thinking about something. And and that was the problem, is normally when it's going on, I'm like, all right, well, dude, I'm spending too much time thinking about this, or maybe it's this. And, like, I was honestly confused Saturday where I was like, well, I don't. I don't, I'm not thinking about anything. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, I'm just out here fat, dumb, and stupid, swinging clubs. Like, I don't know why this is happening. And it's got me a little terrified because tomorrow I'm scheduled to play a very, very important golf game. Ooh, okay. Uh, I got some of the higher ups and like a couple of their clients that needed that are like, hey, we're going to play, you know, tomorrow. 
at like 11. And I, all I want, I don't care if I lose or whatever, but I just wanted to put my best foot forward, and I'm terrified that I can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily anybody's going to be like, oh my God, Stansbury's such a good golf player. Let's sign business right now. <laughs> right. But still, you don't want to go out there and look like a moron, especially considering how much you talk about golf. Exactly right. my point. Right. Exactly okay. my point. That's so I had been point. playing good, and I was going to win, and then the last mm. two holes I, I lost. I ended up having to you know give my buddy some money. And uh, everybody very interested. I've been, already been hit up like on Twitter like a million times. Did you win your NFL bets over the weekend? Did you win your NFL bets? So I'll give you the rundown of my NFL bets. I'll give you those. And honestly, there's another NFL story that happened yesterday where a bunch of professional athletes are complaining about something, and I'm not sure they're making sense yet. So we'll figure that out together next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 9.30, we'll pass out those Breaking Benjamin tickets. They're playing the House of Blues November 7th. We'll get you into that. Also at 7.30 this morning, uh, somebody has put the old saying, "Always once a cheater, always a cheater to the test. So we'll find out if that holds up All right. at 7.30. And we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll talk to him at 8 about the Browns' loss yesterday and Deshaun Kaiser not being able to play the whole game due to a migraine. Went back into the game, but man, did that kid take a beating on, on Twitter because of that. Dude, that migraine. It, um, it was pretty brutal, man. It was, uh, <laughs> you know... I've always said that Northeast Ohio sports fan, uh, very quick to turn, doesn't take much to push no, them no, no, into no. panic mode. And uh, Deshaun Kaiser yesterday had people all worked up. No, you're absolutely right. If the Cavs start 0-3, LeBron's going to be the worst player they've ever, ever seen. Worst player yeah. ever. Ever. Yeah. No, it'll be bad. Yeah, it will be. We are. We are. Uh, the, the Northeast Ohio sports fan is a wishy-washy group. They are. They are not. Resolve is not, is not their thing. Speaking of which, the line on that game had been eight, and I thought that they were going to cover seeing what I saw out of Baltimore in week one against Cincinnati. That doesn't look like they're very good. Who isn't? I mean, they already are, you know, 0-2. And uh, no, they would have not covered the eight there. They would not have. They would not they, have covered they, the they, eight They there. did not. No. That game ended up being 24-10 Baltimore, and I, I got to tell you, watching it, I, I, I'm not sure it was that close. Like, they, they regressed yesterday. Remember three weeks ago when, when Twitter was telling me they were going to win 10 games? Remember that? When people were yelling at me, like saying awful things because like they felt like I was negative. And oh. what, what did I say? All I said was is that you don't go from playing six quarterbacks last year to winning 10 games this year. I don't care how many snaps Joe Thomas plays. Well, dude, you, you think about it, and you know they're they're four and two, and still kind of in the playoff hunt. If you really think about it, oh wait, those preseason wins didn't count no. at all. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. So that road playoff game yeah. not happening. Ah, well, dude, I don't know. Could still, no, right? oh and no. two, oh, <laughs> oh and two NFL starts. You got a twelve percent chance of making the playoffs. Um, and honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it's they a long, It's a long season, and there's you know still games to be played. But if they don't walk away in this next three weeks with a with a probably two wins, dude, it's going to be a long, long season. I mean, yeah. they've got the Jets, the Colts, and the Bengals within the next three weeks. So you have to win some of those games. And the Colts honestly let a game get away from them yesterday that they should have won. They were up on Arizona for a lot of it. So that Jacoby Brissett pickup may have been a little bit. May have been a little bit of a decent move there for Indy. I'm not saying they're going to get it turned around with him. I'm just, you know what I mean? It may not be as bad as the Scott Tolzine days. So everybody wants, you know, has been asking me, did you win your bets? Did you win your bets? Did you win your bets? Well, I won the, I, I, I won the Philly bet because I jumped on that bet early when the line was eight. Once it moved to five and a half, I was like, oof, man, I'm glad I got in on that early. Sure enough, they lost the game, but it was 27-20, so the eight gets me the win. 
the game I lost, which is the game I thought for sure I'd win, and I had this completely wrong, and I'll admit that, is Atlanta over Green Bay. I had Green Bay getting three in Atlanta. And I figured, you give me Aaron. This is just one of those things I always use. You give me Aaron Rodgers and points, and I like it. But that whole Atlanta-Green Bay thing may have flip-flopped. Like, the teams just might... I thought for sure with Atlanta changing offensive coordinators and there was going to be a Super Bowl hangover thing that was happening and, you know, opening a new stadium, it just felt right to get picked, like, off and, like, get beat. But I was wrong on that. So I lost the Green Bay game last night. Um, there was a lot of blowouts yesterday. I mean, you look at all the over. Score, you look at the scoreboard of the NFL, and I mean, I mean, forty-five to twenty, thirty-four to twenty-three, twenty-nine to seven, like twenty-six to nine. It was just it was blowout central yesterday, which I'm going to assume is not good for the NFL's no. uh, ratings problem. You know what they're saying is is that do teams don't get to practice as much and the game is shifted so primarily offense that it, it, you know what I mean that you're going to see scores like that. But it's still about competition and there are teams that just aren't ready to compete. I'm being told to pump the brakes cuz we've only lost the two games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. No, I'm not bumping any damn thing. I'll cut the brake line. <laughs> I swear to God. I'll take brake fluid out, pour it out on the street like for, for my dead homies, for the dead Browns. I'll pour the brake fluid out. Um, Are you kidding me? They looked bad yesterday. They, I mean, it looked like they regressed. There was there was plenty of issue within Deshaun Kaiser, but with a rookie quarterback, so is welcome, the nature Welcome of the to beast. the NFL, kid. Right. Um, but there was a plenty of other issues as well. One of the things that jumped off the stat sheet to me was that uh, the run game just non-existent. Yeah. I mean, between Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson, like just nothing. Well, that offensive line's real good. Nothing. No, they're going to be real there. good. And um, I mean, I've only watched highlights, but I will say it seemed to me like, don't get me wrong, I think the defense played decently, but it seemed to me like there was a lot of blown tackles. There was a lot of Missed like 101 basic things that you should get done. A lot of people are saying this is all about the fact that you don't let the, you don't make these guys practice like they used to. You're not allowed to run two a days. You're not, and dude, guys aren't ready to play. Like I was a big proponent of like just we'll just get rid of the preseason, but no, dude, it looks like all teams need it. You need it. It's we've kind of turned this into well, you can't practice and you can't do this and you, know, you don't have to be here for OTAs and like all this stuff and it's like it's showing in the product. It's showing in the NFL product because it looks honestly a lot of those games yesterday did not look like professional football games. Did you see the Jets are all mad at Marshawn Lynch? Who the, the Jets got blown out? It was like twenty five, I think it was. They lost by twenty forty five to twenty five twenty five or forty five twenty. Yep. And Marshawn Lynch could be seen dancing on the sideline in the third quarter. And the Jets, like, after the game, the quote is, we feel demoralized. Oh, yeah, you should. You're not a high school football team. You're a professional athlete. I don't care. Now, would I want my kid, even if he was playing in the pros, to act the way Marshawn did on the sideline? No, I wouldn't want my son to act like that. But I don't care if a professional athlete does. The guy's playing in his hometown now, and he's playing for a team. He finally, you know, is playing for another team that he feels like can win. And he's playing well, and he's in front of his hometown crowd, and he's getting them pumped up. I wouldn't want my son to do that, but I don't care if Marshawn Lynch does it, and I feel like a bunch of overpaid sissies crying about how they're demoralized. Dude, that's on you. Don't let it happen. Play better.
This is pro sports. I I won't feel bad. Like if this was like sophomores in high school, I'd be like, all right, come on, somebody's right. got somebody's right. got to get your hands around this kid. Step up, coach. Right. You know, yeah. Actually, yeah. Coach your team there, coach. But these are pros. I don't care if I don't care if a guy making five million dollars a year gets demoralized. I don't care. Was the game on TV? Was it fun to watch? Was Marshawn entertaining? Then welcome to welcome to a television product. You know, product. That's what it is. If you haven't seen that video, we posted it on our Facebook and Twitter pages. It's also online for you at WRQK.com. It's Marshawn having fun, and I think he deserves to have fun. He played a great game. He's got Derek Carr, a good young quarterback, and they won the game by 25 points. Dance of waves. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't want my son doing it, but I don't care if Marshawn Lynch does it. I'm hearing that uh, this next season is going to be warmer than normal, and you could file this under, yeah, we tried to tell you so. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We were about to talk to you about how, like, this fall is going to be warmer than normal. and uh, But now I'm not. Like, because you know what? Surprise. <laughs> climate change is real. I've been trying to tell everybody for a while now, dude. Yeah, surprise. Welcome to it. I know. It used to be called global warming. But, man, pretty cold in the winter still. Can't call it global warming. But climate change is a real thing. And fall is going to be a little bit warmer than normal. So, you know, surprise. There you go. I like it. All right. <laughs> but I still got this browns thing in my teeth. All right. Because I look at the schedule, because people are now on Twitter telling me, well, you know, they got a favorable schedule coming up, right? That's what I see. And Fantone says to me, he's like, well, they do. He's like, you know, it's the Colts away next week. And then the week after that, it's Cincinnati at home and then Jets at home. So you got back-to-back home weeks with a couple of lousy teams there, right? And so I look. I was like, all right, well, let's look ahead at next week. The Browns are giving, right now the game opened at the Browns giving Indianapolis a point on the road. What? What? How? First of all, Vegas will always warn you. Be careful of teams. You be careful of betting against teams that are getting points at home. The home field advantage in the NFL is a real thing. All right? And Jacoby Brissett played a little bit better than people thought he was going to yesterday. He, they were winning that game for a lot of it. I don't know what happened in the end. I wasn't watching. I was watching you know, a couple of the other games. I was watching that, honestly, that... Philly Kansas City game, which was awesome. That's what I was watching at TDs yesterday while I was watching the Browns. But the Browns, Phantoms, that sound right to you? The Browns giving points on the road? No, obviously it does not sound right to me. That's insanity. And I mean, honestly, when you get down to it, this is kind of like the favorable part of the, of the of the schedule here. This is like their chance to win games. If they don't win two out of three of these upcoming games, will not happen. I mean, well, they're then, not winning two out of three. I mean, then you're probably looking at a two or three win season at the most. I mean, at that point, because you get into, I mean, after you get out, of I Jets, said take the under on four and a half. You've got. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. You've got at Houston, Titans at home, Vikings in London, Lions at it. Well, at the Vikings, uh, the Vikings D's really good though. And right, that's the thing, dude. Is like, I mean, I know they got smoked yesterday by Pittsburgh, but that's Pittsburgh. I um I would not with feel Bradford good. out. That's a game I like, but their defense is better. I would not I would not feel good as a Cleveland Browns fan right now. Well, no. I don't feel good as a no. Cleveland Browns I said what right what have been, been saying? I said going into the season, guys, you got it. Like, dude, people were telling me, oh yeah, they're gonna win seven. No, they're not. You're not winning more games than quarterbacks used last year. That's not happening. Speaking of quarterbacks being used, yesterday. I was checking my phone. Like I said, I was at the Native American powwow. I wasn't necessarily able to watch. And and 
And okay. so I noticed Kevin Hogan's in the game. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? You know, Deshaun Kaiser, did he get yeah, hurt? It, did he get injured? Love with a migraine. Love with a migraine. Are you buying that story? Because a lot of people are calling that BS. Well, I guess he says that after the game, this is a problem that's been plaguing him since high school. Now, I didn't hear anything about it at the Combine. And normally when information's out, like it, they use everything in the world against you. Now, maybe it got said in the Combine and I don't remember it. That could totally be. And, right. It's migraines. It's not like a knee injury. You know what I'm saying? And I think most people would be pretty... It's a physical... It's a reoccurring physical ailment the NFL would know. I think most people would be willing to write that off. Like, it was probably in the in the list. It was in the docket. But most people were probably like, yeah, whatever. Okay, maybe. Um, with that being said, though, from what I read online yesterday, I don't suffer from migraines. I don't have anybody that's really close yeah, to me they're that awful. does either. Um, but what I read online yesterday was that these things don't just, like, come on in the middle of the afternoon. Like, you would have known from the, from the jump off. You start to feel a little... It, 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 well, the way they have hit me in the past is... You get a little stomach nauseous first, almost, and then and then the blistering head thing starts starts to happen. And from what I've read too, like this isn't something you would just be gone for a quarter of football. If you were gonna, if you had a migraine, you'd be out for hours. Well, yeah, he said, you know, they took some medication, they got it under control, and I I I've never been able to bring, you know, get that far back from. My dad had them really bad. I'll get them occasionally, but not like not the way my my father had them. But, yeah, I've never had one go away that fast. So, I mean, you've already got at this point the... the there may have been a dehydration issue with Deshaun Kaiser. You've got the 500 section already calling BS on, you know, you're a coward. You're, 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 you just don't want to go out there and play. Because, like I said, I didn't watch the game. But this was after a terrible opening to the game, right? I mean, it was like three and out, interception, you know, punt. Like, it was, it was just garbage, right? I mean, like, they, they played terribly. Well... There was a delay game, the penalty on one of the third downs, which was his fault. That's it. You got to get the playoff. And then the following drive, I believe it was third and nine, which you don't want to see a young quarterback in that position. But then again, there was a false start penalty there, which you cannot do to a rookie quarterback out of the second best offensive line in the NFL. You can't do that to which, by the way, are, are we done with that now? Are we done with it? You'd think you'd be able to run the ball behind the second-best line in the NFL. Uh, dude, Oakland's got think. a better line. Tennessee has a better line. Uh, it's just uh, New England's got a better line. There's three off the top of my head, so they're not second for sure. That much I know. They might be second in the AFC North. I might give you that one. One point they're giving on the road. I think it's nuts. I think that's nuts. I Is India a team they could beat? Yes. But, guys... I'm telling you, if they continue to look like this, and I'm a Hugh guy, I've been a Hugh guy, and I will remain a Hugh guy. They remain looking like this, get ready for another coaching change and another rebuild. It's going to happen. Well, that's another thing that I'll definitely want to Been talk- saying it since before the season started, right? The question will be, should Greg Williams be coaching this team? Been saying it. Been on record on it. From, from what I've heard, the play calling yesterday was just atrocious. It was just a train wreck from what I read online, and like that's definitely something I'm going to want to hear from Scott from waiting for next year about. Right yeah, now. we'll be asking him. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'll let the expert tell you how right I've been all, all along so far. I'm being told I got a lot of hot takes recently. I don't know. I mean, I won my won my Philly bet. That wasn't a really hot take. I think it's a safe bet taking Aaron Rodgers in points. I mean, they got beat, but you don't win them all. And where are we? Are we're in hot takeville because you said that the Cleveland Browns shouldn't be up by a point. Like, come on, <laughs> and and that they wouldn't win over four and a half games in a now. year. Yeah. I'm a huge guy, but get ready, a coaching change is probably coming. Because they're honestly, this is the that's the way they're going to look for the rest of the year. Like we got hoodwinked in that Pittsburgh game, and that Pittsburgh game wasn't as close as it, as it even looked. Even I didn't get hoodwinked. I knew that was false. People got hoodwinked in that. 
and they regressed yesterday. And it, honestly, they looked more like last year's team than they did off that first week. And I think you're just going to get more of the same and more of the same and more of the same. Now, maybe Miles Garrett comes back and maybe, you know, the defense is even tighter because they haven't been that bad. But when you're on the field as much as they are, what do you, what else do you think is going to happen? I'm being told they, they want me to bet the sacks. I'll never let it go. I'll ne- Dude, I, I'll play as they're winning the Super Bowl. I'll play this goddamn song because we're 25 years in the making on the rebuild. 25. And I'll tell you what, did this, oh, dude, this has been in my crawl all weekend. And I'm running up against the clock. But the number one argument, the, the dumbest argument I hear in sports is every year there's an NFL team that comes out of nowhere. No, there isn't. They come out of nowhere for you because you're not paying attention to the division that they play in, the 13 moves that they made in the offseason, the two defensive coaches that they hired, the backup this, or whatever. No NFL, Show me the team that went 0-15 and then makes it deep into the playoffs the next year. Every time I ask, and then I get crickets because it never happens. The, the, the NFL team that comes out of nowhere is a myth. It's a myth. You're just not paying attention to that division as much as you pay attention to the team, your team, and the teams they play. There's no team that comes out of nowhere. It's a myth. Something happened on TV last night, and I can't for the life of me figure out why it's still happening. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Do not worry. I will talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com about your winning team, the Cleveland Indians. We will talk to them, him about them and their chances to uh, complete this historic season and win you a championship, which I kind of like their odds right now. So we'll talk to Scott about that at 8. I know a lot of people hitting me up going, yo, man, we do have a winning team. We don't have to focus everything on the Browns. It's like, well, it's Monday in NFL season, though. The NFL's still king. I'm going to be interested to see the ratings from yesterday. The week one, and I had been wrong about this. Week one was down 13% year to year. I'm interested to see week two because Fantone pointed out to you a lot of blowouts yesterday. Can't imagine that was great for the NFL ratings. Can't imagine that. I mean, close games are what normally people like want to watch. And again, that Kansas City-Philly game was a little bit close. And that was about the one I saw, I think. I mean, most of them were just, like, over before they started. Yeah, even watching Red Zone yesterday, I was just kind of bored. Like, there was a point, I think it was probably four thirty-five o'clock. I'm like, all right, let's get some highlights going. And it was just like, no, that didn't matter. Nah, that didn't matter. We'll see. I don't have the Red Zone channel, uh, that channel right now, and I wish I did. But um, And that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about right now is because something else happened on TV last night, and I'm surprised still happens, which yeah. is the Emmys. Okay. Like, all I ever hear about TV is how nobody's watching it anymore and how everybody's cutting the cord. Emmys are TV? Yeah. Okay. So why are we going to have an award show celebrating yourselves when everybody's running away from your products? I can't for the life of me figure this out. I, why are we still going through the pomp and circumstance of giving you awards when all I ever read about is how your industry's in trouble? But, I mean, are we doing it or are they doing it? You what know what mean? I mean? Like, well, I mean, like, the Emmys happened last night. And I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, that's the point. It's like, it's not it's like America votes on it. It's not like America, like, funds it. So it's like, if you guys want to make your own, dude, if you want to have your own J.O. session of, like, standing up there and, like, you're great. No, you're great. No, you're great. I don't care. Well, that, yeah, I just don't understand. I, like, I'm interested to see the ratings for this, I guess, is my point. And when I'm looking at the winners and the losers of this thing, like, we'll just take the drama series, right? Like, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things nominated okay. in, in the category, okay? 
Three of them were from Netflix, and the winner was from Hulu, which was The Handmaid's Tale, was the best drama series. Which I guess goes to show you it's not so much necessarily just broadcast television that this is about anymore. You know, I mean, streaming numbers, I would assume are up, you know, and yeah, premium, I, premium numbers, I assume are up. I would imagine it's just like, man, I, I'm not watching. Like, Better Call Saul, I don't watch that. I tried the first season, and I was because I was a Breaking Bad fan, and I was like, God, man, this is not that good. And The Crown on Netflix, I hear is good, have not started that yet. Um, I, um, I, you know, I'm not a binge watcher, so I can't like, I, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff is going to leave me behind. Um, but at the same time, like there are people out there that are just television enthusiasts and people who come home from work and spend from that five 30 when they get dinner, you yeah, know, I put guess. away until the moment they go to bed, they're just sitting there watching the boob tube. And like, I know this isn't even necessarily indicative of what they watch or what they do, because it's not like this is, it's not like this is American idol, idol style of like, well, no, the, the public decides. Like I don't even know what, what what's the criteria to win an Emmy. Is it like a board or is it a? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But I here's the what I do know is The Handmaid's Tale cleaned up. Lead actress Elizabeth Moss won that too for that. And two people who I'm friends with in my life who I do trust on entertainment tell me that's a show I should be watching. Yeah, I've heard good things about that as well. Um, Donald Glover actually had a pretty big night. He won the lead actor for, for a comedy series in Atlanta. And I think Atlanta is an excellent TV show, but I think that this was a surprise win, not because Donald Glover's not talented because he totally is, but because it's not a traditional comedy show. Like you don't, it's not like a, it's not like a set them up, knock them down sitcom. I don't feel like those exist as much anymore, and I think that's part of the problem that TV's going through, and probably part of the problem. Well, they the, do, but they're not any good. Yeah, that the world's going yeah. through is nobody stays in their lane anymore. Every comedy, every comedy is kind of a drama, and every drama is kind of a comedy, and kind of like a little bit of everything to everyone. And it's like, well, it'd be nice if it was just like, yo, here's the punch, or you know, here's the setup, here's the punchline, here's this, here's the slapstick. But I mean, that just I don't feel like that exists anymore. Alec Baldwin won for the supporting actor in a comedy series for Saturday Night Live playing Donald Trump. Obviously, I'm not surprised by that. It felt like going back to the well too many times for me, but I know those clips were on every Sunday morning, Monday afternoon. They were being, you know, spun around the internet. So I, I have, I'm not surprised he won. I mean, SNL, you know, whether you agree with their politics or not, I think did a decent job this year of kind of re, you know, igniting some passion behind their brand. Like for the longest time, SNL just didn't matter under any I'm yet. just not watching any of these shows. Um, I, do you feel like maybe, hey, I should give this a shot, or is it just like, ah? Eh. Well, The Handmaid's Tale, I want to see, okay. but I don't have Hulu, so I don't know how I'm going to do that. And actually, today, actually, to end the program today, I'm going to give you the best reason not to share your streaming platform passwords with anybody. Okay. I'm going to give you the best reason not to do that, and it's not what you think. It's not you being hacked. It's not like you know. It's not you stealing the content. It's none of that. But I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a reason, and I'll have you think it twice whether or not you let anybody borrow your Netflix uh, password. Do you feel like you know? Is this is this more indicative of like, well, TV sucks and everything on it's awful, or is this just like you're in a rut of like? I think I'm getting things. cranky. Yeah, I, I dude, because sometimes I'll be the same way where it's like, dude, the show sucks, and then I'll watch it again and I'll be like, dude, that didn't suck. You were just like, you're just in a bad mood. I think maybe I'm cranky, I, and I hate to admit that because. <laughs> But I, uh, but I'm not like Stranger Things was nominated for the drama series, and I did like that. I liked that that was pretty good. I did like that. I, I know, thought that was interesting. I know Veep cleaned up last night. Yeah, I see. I feel like they give her stuff. The first two seasons of Veep I liked, but I stopped watching. So I me can't, too. I, like, can't, I can't tell you if it's good or not. Still, I don't know. For for all I know, it's still very good. Now, here's what I'm surprised about, and I don't know if if it's like when stuff is on, maybe is why they do this, but like. 
Where's Game of Now, I thought Game of Thrones was average at best this last season, but it's not listed anywhere in here anywhere. Um, maybe it is too late in the season for it to come out. I don't know how the Emmys work like that. Yeah, I don't know what the schedule is necessarily there. But like, dude, but that's a good that's a good point that you bring up there. Um, the game that you are the show that you were just enthusiastic about and like gave you life and like, dude, I'm gonna watch entire Game of Thrones again. Now you're just like, eh, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know, dude. I I'm not trying to be like, dude, this is it's not their fault. It's your fault. But like, maybe there is a little. Maybe bit it of is me. TV's just not tickling it for you. Anymore. I well, I you know, I remember my brother saying this. My brother's like seven years older than I. And he's like, Dan, the older you get, the less you care about stuff. And I was like, what are you nuts? I love this show. I'm always going to love this show. And I guess I still do love like the stuff that I used to really like. And I like, I'll go back and watch things I've watched 50 times and I still enjoy those. It's like new things taking them out. I'm like, yeah, did I, I, you know, I ain't got time for this. Stansberry, he likes that old kind of rock and roll. That's, that's the type that he likes right there. I do. Come on. Well, dude, I graduated. So everything that happened after that sucks. (laughs) No, I mean, I hate to. I just, I do want to see Handmaid's Tale. I do want to see that. If you don't know, apparently it's about um, nuns who get raped or or something, which I know sounds really depressing. But Elizabeth Moss was awesome in The West Wing, and she was really good in Mad Men. So I would imagine she's going to be good in this as well. But they cleaned up. I just, for all I ever hear about is TV is how nobody's watching it. Everybody's cutting the cord. And yeah, you bring up a good point with the streaming services and people are watching that kind of stuff. But like... You know, I, you know, Veep winning. I, I just, I feel like, and HBO does get, like, they get extra credit just because they're HBO. Yeah, and that's gonna happen. I mean, you have a, you, know, you have a reputation of of excellence. You know what I mean? You'd like to, you know, think that, you know, well, the Stansberry Show, they get a little bit extra just because it's Rock 106.9. But you know, I just don't know if it applies across radio too. I don't, I don't know if it does. Yeah, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> you know, the boss was mad at me this week. Apparently, it's gonna be your week this week. Enjoy that, buddy. Have all the fun with that. Somebody put the old saying, once a cheater, always a cheater to the test. We'll find out if that holds up next on Rock 106. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from Winning for next year.com at 8 o'clock. Get his take on the Browns game yesterday. Also, how the Indians are faring and how they will be throughout the rest of the season. Also, 8.45 this morning. Fantone will say goodbye to a legend. I'll turn my headphones down. This does not take part. <laughs> 8.45 is when that'll happen. 9 o'clock, I have good news for bald dudes. All right. I was shocked when I read that. Was not so shocked when I read this, however. My mother used to say to me, Daniel, sayings are sayings for a reason. And what she meant by that is, is that they, are, they have been repeated because there is truth in them, Right. Now, obviously, over time, things can be exaggerated and, you know, lies can also be spread, too. But sayings are sayings for a reason. It's because there's truth in them. Yeah, I mean, uh, sayings aren't necessarily like, you know, infallible truths, but they are sayings for a reason. I understand that. So one of the ones that you hear a lot, especially on TV shows and the like, is once a cheater, always a cheater. Okay. All right. And I've gone back and forth in my life whether or not I believe that. All right. And whether or not whether people can really change at the core who they really are. And ultimately, I guess I believe that they probably can. But the amount of work that it takes to truly change yourself is where a lot of human beings will fall short at. And so can they change? Yes. Will they? I would bet normally not on a lot of people. Now, maybe that's me being negative. 
But I um, or a pessimist, people call me sometimes. I don't know. I feel like that's a fair assessment in the sense of like, I think it's I think it's realistic. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, there is going to be a level of of, you know, you know, you can't change a cheetah spots. But at the same time, like if you make the conscious decision every day of like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live my life. You can change. It's just not an easy thing to do. So a study was done on people's relationships and cheating. Now, it was a very small study. And so for the fairness of the conversation, I will tell you that it was 484 people. Very little. Okay. Okay. 68% of those happened to be women. Okay. And they were asked questions about the, the, at two different romantic relationships of their life. And the researchers found that people who reported cheating in their first relationship were more than three times likely to report that behavior being unfaithful in the second relationship. Of course. Right? Now, again, we get back to my original point, which is the work it takes to change who you are as a person. A lot of times, cheating isn't about the person you're in the relationship with. It's about you. And it's about your shortcomings and your fear of intimacy and your, you know, your fear of commitment that makes you run around. Or even just your lack. You're just a hedonist. I, I mean, your lack of empathy, your lack of being able to see Fair. things from somebody else's perspective. Absolutely. I don't think this isn't always like, oh, well, dude, your feelings have been hurt and you've been scarred and tell me who hurt you. No, sometimes you're just a, like, sometimes you're just a piece of crap that cheats and doesn't care who they hurt. Absolutely. Okay. Three times more likely. I was a little surprised by that. I would have figured now I'm going to split hairs. I would have figured it would about one times more, maybe a time and a half more, but three times more is a lot. Now, again, it was 484 people. And you have to remember, too, this is first and this is one relation, first and second relationships they talked about here. It, dude, when you're when you're when your first relationships, when you're 16 and your second ones, when you're 19, I can't necessarily say that that's going to be indicative of they who don't you give are. me their ages, but that's a good point. It, it's not necessarily going to be indicative of who you are as an adult, because like I think some people probably view the relationships in their younger years and probably rightfully so is considerably less important, considerably less like, you know, you you put less emphasis on it because that's probably not going to be your life partner and you know that. So it might be easier to cheat then. But still, if you're showing yourself as somebody who's capable of, like I said, like not thinking about the feelings of others, what would change? Why would you change all of a sudden when you hit 30? They say the bad thing here, though, is that that this new research research backs up a previous study done in 2016 that found among people who had cheated in former relationships that 30% of them went on to cheat on their current partners as well. And that's compared to only 13% of those who had never been unfaithful at all. So twice as likely, essentially. They say here, it does not necessarily mean that people will never change. Both studies note that while cheating once uh, may make somebody more likely to do it again, it does not necessarily prove that they actually will. When you look at that 2016 study, a full 70% of people didn't stray in their new relationship. That's pretty good. Now, I would say that the end of that statement really is 70% of those people didn't stray in their new relationship yet. That right. would, that's what I would say. The door's still open there. The bridge still exists. For stands. sure. The relationship's still ongoing. You just haven't cheated again yet. Um, I, I think there's plenty of examples where people have been able to build after they've done this and happy, happy, have, have, are able to have a happy and healthy relationship and no longer do that. Um, but it's just like, I don't want to say it's comparable to drugs because I don't necessarily view it as like a gateway thing. But once you've crossed the bridge of 
cheating once, you're like, okay, I'll do that again. Just like you've crossed the bridge of smoking weed, you're like, all right, well, maybe Coke's not that big of a deal. Well, you can get high on the running around. You know, of course you can, You can get high on that. I I think there's people who, not thrive necessarily, but love the feeling of falling in love and love the feeling of, like, being courted and love the feeling of, like, that. The new. Yeah, the fresh. I'm a little guilty of that. I like the new. I like the fresh. I like that part. Once you get down to the hard work of it, sometimes I then reevaluate my decision and go, you know what? This person worth isn't worth this effort for me to be in this relationship. I am guilty of that. And, 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 and I mean, you know, I think there's plenty of people who would who'd say counter to this, but like, well, that's where a vast majority of the good stuff is, is in that hard work. Like, it's easy. Dude, it's so well, the good part stuff is what comes out on the other side right. of it is, is what I would say. But yes, I take your point. It's so very easy to have fun with someone. Like, yes. I feel like there's there's a a million chicks on the face New of the restaurants planet. Right. And we'll a, go here. A million chicks on the face of the planet that I could have fun with. Like, oh, we'll go out and we'll have drinks and we'll go out to the bar and we'll go out and we'll go to restaurants and we'll do all these different things. But it's when things go wrong, it's when things go bad, that's when I really know and I'm really confident in my relationship is because it's like, well, when it comes to the hard I want to kill her and I still want to be here. Right. When it comes to yeah. the things, when it comes to the things that I don't necessarily want to do, I still want that relationship. I have I have definitely cheated on on previous partners. There's no uh, there's no denying it. Okay, and I am pretty sure I can be in another relationship and not cheat. But I guess I don't know that. I was gonna say I mean I don't know it until temptation comes and hits you in the face, right? I mean I can't guarantee you that I'm not gonna cheat. And I've never cheated on anyone. I will. Yeah, right. That's I mean it's you just never know. It's one of these things you just never know. We're all capable of it. I would say now, Fantone, that I've hit the point in my life where dating at this stage sucks. And if I felt like I met somebody that I really, really liked, I think now I'd be like, all right, even given her shortcomings and mine and what it might mean, I'm hanging on for dear life because what's out there on the other side ain't great. Like the big myth is that if your wife just like, what was that, that, that movie hall pass or whatever. And the the one woman even says in there, the big myth is that, that if the wife just dropped out of the picture, you'd be getting laid every night by like different women. When the reality is that's probably not the way that's going to go. And having, been mistreated even deep into my life by by people who have like done these kind of awful things to me i think i would think twice before i did it to somebody i respect as a matter of fact my last girlfriend it's one of the reasons why i ended that relationship before it was probably even ready to is because i felt like okay look we're starting to drift we live far apart and before i do something to somebody who does not deserve this right let me just go now. So I think that that is kind of showing me that, like, I'm okay, dude, maybe you can make it through one of these. You just got to meet somebody you want to go out with three times. Moments of maturity with Dan Sansbury. There you right go. There. I like there, it. There, there, I like it a lot. <laughs> there you go. Now I'll screw it all up by betting too much, eating my body weight and nacho cheese and everything else. But I feel like, yeah, I may be, I may be gravitating towards an adult relationship at some point, please, for the love of God. <laughs> It's no longer about my mother being happy with it. It's now about me being happy with it. I have your fake outrage story of the day. People are pretending to be furious about something, and I think that they just want to get off on their anger. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. There's still a few slots left open for the Mixed Doubles Tournament, the Firehouse Mixed Doubles Tournament at Zor this Saturday. Looking for co-ed teams of two. $50 for the team. Which, dude, if you've never played Zor, that's a bargain. 
for two people to play that course. It's a beautiful course. Hit up ZoraGolfClub.com. Stansberry going to be out there swinging with another man's wife. Yes, yes. See, you know what's weird is that he's actually going out of town to play in another golf tournament. I was going to say he'll be sitting there in the corner watching. No. No. <laughs> Cuckold golf would be an interesting Yay. thing. That would be an interesting thing. No, they're, they're, they're nice people. I believe it. Don't do that. I won't. Guess what? I feel like that's what you want to say to me. They're nice people. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. I will not. I will not. But I am looking forward to that this Saturday. It'd be fun. So I don't know if this is actual fake outrage or if I don't understand how hard it is to raise kids. And I'll, un- okay. and I'll, I'll make room that it might be a little bit of both here. Okay, but I read this yesterday and I was like, oh, my God, why are people so mad about this? And this is about Cray. Now, I used to be a fake outrage person. Like I used to get sucked into everything and I was just like, just, <laughs> I just got off on my anger because I liked being angry. Right. And then, dude, it's, it's, it's a um, what do I want to say? It's a it's a, it's an intoxicant. It is, it's man. A, yeah, it's a disease. There is. You get that. You get that anger out of you. And all of a sudden you feel so powerful. Justified. You feel justified. You feel that adrenaline high of like screaming at somebody. And it is, dude, it feels good. And then it falls apart very quickly after that. So Crayola has renamed uh, uh, one of the colors of crayons and they left it up to the audience and like a twitter poll i think it was or something like that to pick it okay i mean I, sometimes i think like dude le- leaving it to the internet in particularly horrible to, call yeah but okay you decided to do that it's and so yeah i, I don't think the internet's ever going to give you the right call but what it is is they're going to rename the dandelion crayon all right which I wouldn't have guessed that was the color blue anyway. Like, I wouldn't have known that. I think they're replacing it. Okay, yeah, they're, replace- okay, they're replacing the dandelion crayon, and, they're, and it's blutiful. B-L-U-E-T-I-F-U-L. And now, of course, that's not a word. It's a blue crayon, and they're going to call it blutiful. And now parents are claiming, now again, I don't know the struggle of trying to teach kids the alphabet and the English language. I don't know that. But they say now Crayola is going to teach children a non-word. Now, I want to say, well, yeah, that is true. But I had the Crayola, what, 160-color crayon box when I was a kid? Sharpener on the back, too. Parents had a little bit of money that week, right? I had that. I don't remember a single color that was in that guy. Thing. Like I don't remember a single name on that thing. I, I, I don't understand. Like, and don't let's not act like kids aren't you know savvy. Well, and let's not act like kids aren't exposed to fake words all the time. That's like a part of childhood. Is I mean, like read a Dr. Seuss book. It is filled literally from cover to cover with fake ass words. Wow. What, what, what are we talking about? Checkmate. Why? I mean, like, and like think about it too. Of like, uh, you know, like that's, that's a, a book. That's a part of that's not a, a crayon. That's a part of like the learning experience is learning how like words work with each other and how you can like make puns and how you can do all those different things and like how fart kind of sounds like art and blah 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 and, and slang like, and right right and that's like a learning that's 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 a part of what you do is you play with language as a child one twitter user says kids are going to be so confused with color names now the dumbing down of us continues as crayola oh, replaces dandelion with blutiful 90,000 submissions picked one that's not a color object and or word I, yeah, I again, I don't know the struggle of trying to teach a kid the language, but I can't imagine that the color, the name of the crayon, like, 
right? Like, I don't even remember calling out the crayons by the proper, like, name. I was like, give right. me the pink one. Blue. Give, give me the yeah. blue one. Right. You know, Orange. the uh, the other one, the one next to that one. I didn't know. There was 160 of them in the box. I didn't know the names of all of them. If, if, if this is really the thing that's grinding your gears today, if this is the thing, and I can't wait for Mike Rowe to write something about this because I assume that it's going to be coming from him, where just like, oh, dude, you can't believe it. I mean, dude, you really do need to reevaluate what you've got going on in your day. Some of the other possible names were along with uh, Blutiful voters could have picked uh, Blue Moon Bliss, Dreams Come Blue, Reach for the Stars, and I didn't, I, I don't get that one, and Star Spangled Blue, which we all know why you couldn't do that one. Well, Can't have that I mean, one nowadays. I mean, it, well, it's just, it's just all those things are just as, I mean, none of those things are real. Like, like, like Star Spangled Blue, that's not even the correct color of blue as the flags. So right. Why would you call it that? I, uh, here's what I don't get. So I'm going to teach. I'll make this analogy really easy. It's, this isn't going to teach your kids. It's not going to make it harder for them to learn a language. You know what else we teach them in kindergarten? That you get a nap in the middle of the day. You don't get one of those at work, right? Because you grow up and you realize, oh, oh, that's not the way that's supposed to be. I just, and dude, your Dr. Seuss argument was yeah. the best argument I heard. Dude, and I'm telling you right now, it's all books. It's not just Dr. Seuss books. No, there's that's all, a great there's example. All, of there's it. all sorts of crap out there where you're using fake words. I mean, dude, you're letting your kids watch these cartoons, and these are just completely made up things. Like, you, uh, just mind boggling <laughs> that people would be upset about that. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's fake outrage. And if you're a Crayola, you got to love it, right? Because now everybody's talking about your crayons, which I don't even know another brand of crayon. Aren't they the only one? I, dude, dude, yeah, that's a good question. Did Crayola, like, kidnap? and kill all the other like grand competitors because no. I don't even know another one dude is there bootleg crayons oh there's bootleg crayons for sure but I don't know if there's another like Pepsi of crayons you know what I mean like there's no coke to its its counterpart there Rosart maybe I don't I <laughs> I feel like we've gone a little bit too far down the rabbit hole of the crayon. We'll we'll get our man card back by talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Breaking Benjamin Show. That's 930. We'll pass out those tickets. It's Monday at 8 now, however. You know what that means. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, how was your weekend? Pretty good. No complaints. Well, other than Sunday, <laughs> let's get right into it then. I'll, I'll give you plenty to complain about, my man. Um, after week one NFL season, Browns fans were optimistic after a loss to the Steelers. They looked like they were at least competitive. Now, I feel, Scott, and maybe I'm negative, but I feel watching that game yesterday the way I did that they regressed from week one. Am I right? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I think that, you know, when big difference between playing at home and on the road, big difference, you know, between – a defense not having any sort of film on you, and then knowing that if they, you know, pressure you from certain angles, that you're bound to hold on to the football. Um, you know, I they they were competitive. Um, they, you know, they they were that Kevin Hogan before halftime interception away, you know, from being from being just a, a few points down heading into the second half, and then you know things really really spiraled out of control. I mean, when you put yourself behind the eight ball with all those off those like pre snap penalties and everything else that went on. It just it wasn't bound to be a good football game. I mean, they. I mean, even if you look at, I hate to go back to it, but I mean, they were they won by three or lost by three to Pittsburgh at, at home. They were still nine point, ten point underdogs, you know, to, to Baltimore. So they were bound to have a worse game, um, you know. But unfortunately, at you know the, the quarterback carousel, he had a few injuries and he had a bunch of crummy penalties, and uh, you know it, it was the, the team just, you know, it, it was gonna it was it was bound to happen. You know, anyone who thought these guys were gonna sneak out a win yesterday, um, you know, I think was being incredibly optimistic. Now, that, that said, 
you know, if you look at the schedule, they got Indy and Cincy and the Jets coming up here. So, you know, they have to, if they're going to regress back the other way, um, you know, this is the time to do it. So let's talk about the quarterback carousel a little bit because Kaiser came out of the game with what he is calling in the, in the training staff, everybody's calling a migraine, which Kaiser, I guess, addressed the issue after the game saying this problem goes all the way back to high school, but there are people who don't believe it. What the hell's going on here? Well, who doesn't believe it? I mean, people on Twitter? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. But no, but like I don't imagine media. they're privy to the medical records of Deshaun Kaiser. Um you know, and I, I did see the well. When I have migraines, I'm out for X, Y, Z. And I, you know, I, I guess um, you know I have no reason to not believe him. Um, he wasn't playing poorly when they pulled him. Um, you know, so it wasn't like it was a performance thing. You know, yeah, I don't I didn't know think I, that was it. The, the I, I didn't see him get hit. You know, so it wasn't like it was maybe trying to mask a concussion. Um, you know, there, there's no way Hugh Jackson is going to pull his starting quarterback. You know, in the first quarter of week two. You know, because he he, he isn't playing with with the best efficiency in the world. You wouldn't um, think. You know, so I have no reason to not believe it. Yeah, maybe. You know, you, I know people were saying you know they those things usually last a couple hours. How do we know when it started? You know, maybe it was just one of those things where they had Fair. to figure out a way to kind of subside it. So I, you know, I, I tend to believe medical staffs much more than some dude with an egg avatar on Twitter. I um I I think that Ken Carmen said it this morning and kind of summed it up. It's just a testament to how. <laughs> insane being a Cleveland Browns fan is that a faked migraine feels credible. It feels like, well, maybe it did happen. I don't know. It possibly could have. So, I mean, it is. It's just a testament to what we've gone through as a fan base. Um, I think one of the things yesterday that I kind of, you know, I did not watch the game yesterday, but one of the things that jumped off the, the stat sheet to me was just an absolute lack of a running game. What happened yesterday? Why weren't the Browns able to push the ball? You know, again, I, 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 I will be concerned if they can't run the ball next week. Um, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, as good as Pittsburgh's defense bottled up the, the Browns' run game, Baltimore's defense is, is exponentially better. Um, and so I, if they can't run the ball against Indianapolis or the Jets or even Cincinnati, um, then I'm going to start to be pretty concerned. Uh, but that said, you know, I would expect teams to put a lot of you know, pressure on the, run, on the Browns' run game. You know, the Browns came out all season long and saying they want to run the ball more. They built up the offensive line. They have, you know, two weapons at running back, which they do, which they did. And But the thing is, when you do that, you're going you're gonna to dare the quarterback to beat you at that point. Right. You're going to put seven, eight guys in the box. You're going to dare them to beat you. And that's when he also throws a bunch of interceptions because you're not only stacking the box against the run, you're blitzing three, four guys at a time, and, and, and you see how, you know, the, the inefficiency kind of reared its ugly head a little bit after that happened. So... I don't think it's a testament to the Browns' inability to run. I think it's the defense daring them to beat them in different ways. Well, I don't think the run game is going to get any better over the next three weeks. I know we're playing teams that aren't very good, but now they know going into the game you're going to have to run the football because Corey Coleman's got a broken hand, same hand he had broke last year, and Kenny Britt can't seem to catch. So at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You can't air it out. You're going to have to run the ball, and every defensive coordinator in the league, I don't care what team they, they work for, they're going to know that. And they're going to stack everybody in the box, and they're going, to, they're going to push Kaiser to try to beat you, and he's probably just not there yet. And even if he was, who the hell is he throwing to? Like, I, I yeah, honestly, well, I got to tell you, I don't think they no, win the game over the next three weeks. I think it's going to be bad, Scott. I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, no, it was. It's one of those things. Like, well, good news is Njoku looked good. The valve looked he good. Did, yeah, they did. They both Rich, did look good. Rashard Higgins went from practice squad to all star. 
you know, in, in the matter of two in days. Cleveland? Um, <laughs> in Cleveland? In you Cleveland? Know, he went from practice squad to all-star. You need to pump your brakes, homie, on that one. It's a, no, it's just a testament to the Browns' receiving core where they can bring in a guy from the practice squad and he ends up being your best performer on the day. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying Hollywood Higgins, you know, you should go out and get your jerseys. But, I mean, they, you know, they're, again, you know, when they, you know, not that, again, everybody wants to point out Terrell Pryor isn't exactly beating up the world either in, no. in Washington, which he isn't. But it's hard to hard to say that he wouldn't have been an addition to this team, you know, if, if they could have made that work. Because Kenny Britt, I, you know, I don't want to cape for him. You know, week one, you know, I wanted to say it's one week. Everybody drops footballs every once in a while, but he looked completely disinterested last this, this past Sunday. I agree. And I don't know, and I don't know what the what the end game is there because it. it I know everybody wants to say Dwayne Boy two Dwayne Bow two point um, but you know, and then he's getting on Twitter, tweeting emojis and talking about how the fans kill him and and, ma- and like making it out to be like it's it's us and not him. Which is a very very weird angle to try and play when you're not when you're not performing on the field and helping this team win football games. So I don't know. You know, unfortunately, you know, we 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 need these tight ends to step up, and we need one of those, you know, random receivers they drafted last year to to step up in Corey Coleman's absence because that's a huge blow. And you know, and unfortunately, that was a, an injury caused by the quarterback. Um, you know, let you know the the ball placement there. You know, ended up having Coleman get sandwiched, and he you know. He, he could, it ends up in you know potentially broken hands. So, you know, not only did Kaiser have a couple picks yesterday, but he let a couple guys into some dangerous situations that one might cost our, you know, again first round receiver a couple weeks of action. The one positive yesterday is that we did have Joe Thomas reach his ten thousandth like career snap without ever missing a play or whatever, and. You know, I feel like that guy needs to go into media relations or whatever when his career is over because that guy has never broken ranks and trashed this team, demanded a trade, never said anything negative about his situation once. And this is the team where he has taken 10,000 or who he's taken 10,000 stabs for. And watching that game yesterday, I don't know how a guy, I don't know how the, the, the most professional dude in the world doesn't quit on a team like that. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Joe Thomas, dude, they should rename the pro football hall of fame and just call it the joe thomas hall of fame that's what he deserves like i can't i mean dude he posted a photo yesterday of like a bottle of booze after the game and he was like if you should ever reach this milestone it's like what every week every you should be drinking that much every sunday night yeah no he's again you know the, the worst thing i've heard about him in terms of like in the locker room is he stopped trying to learn people's names like four years ago fine who uh, could and- do you, and, I, and my response was, do you blame him? It's 40 new guys in that locker room every year. You know what I mean? Because they, they gut and they draft and they and these guys flail. And, and I'm like, I, I, they reached the point where it just you just you learn your offensive lineman's name, you learn your quarterback's name, and that's it. And, you know, and, and the, but the, it, it, no, it's, it's a true testament to that guy that, I mean, he has, he has gone to bat for every quarterback that has been back there. And they've showed graphics. Not only has he, you know, played for a lot of quarterbacks. You know, he's blocked for a ton of running backs. He's played with a slew of right tackles. Coaches. You know, when you talk about consistency at the offensive line, I think he's had like 10 or 11 right tackles that he's blocked with, which is incredible. So oh now, my it, God. you know, I, I, I know you were fully expecting him to, you know, something to happen to him on snap 9,999. I really but, was, yeah. Uh, you know, but the guy, but the guy is, is, is incredible. And it's a, the, the biggest shame is that we weren't able to win with him because, you know, to your point, you know, I, I think he would have loved to have gone to Denver two years ago when they were a Super Bowl contender. 
um, you know, and, and been a part of that, which, you know, I think it kind of, I think it kind of fizzled the last minute. Um, but, but that said, you know, he's, he is the one guy, you know, and, you know, you, you look at like guys like Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez now, who like, you want to show kids like, Hey, emulate this, you right. know, when you're on the field, like exactly. he's the one Brown where you can say like, emulate this guy because he's, 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 he's the consummate professional on and off the field. In the world of Moneyball football, which the Cleveland Browns are all in on, you say Joe Thomas, you know, he's the only Brown that's worth emulating, the only Brown that's worth, you know, idolizing. He's the only Brown worth anything. Is there any chance that Joe Thomas could ever be traded as, as we stand today? Like, where's the loyalty in Moneyball? Yeah, I, he could. Um, you know, he is high paid, and he, he probably could net a decent return. That said, you know, they have 13 picks next year, and if you're trading for a 2019 pick, you know, I, you're, you, all you're doing is signaling that you need draft picks then, too, and you're not planning on competing, you know, before, before 2019. And I don't know if that's a great sign. Um, you know, not that Joe Thomas is going to be a huge portion of this team in the next three, four, five years. Um, you know, but he, might, he might prove us all wrong and just defeat Father Time altogether. But that said, I mean, if you're going to trade guys, you know, especially like a Joe Thomas, um, you know, well, Joe Hayden got cut, right? I right. mean, there's so yeah, many exactly. things when you talk about Third the loyalty. Point. But that said, Joe Hayden wasn't worth the money. And you could argue that <laughs> Joe Thomas should probably be being paid more. Um, so I don't know, you know, how, the, how, they, how they value that. But you have to value keeping your, your – if you want the Sean Kaiser to be your guy, if you think he has a chance to be your guy going forward, you need to keep him upright. And, uh, you know, again, all the sacks he's taking, you know, we did a piece on it last week. Of the seven, two were his fault, or two were the offensive line fault. Right. You know, five right. five were on him. That's so rookie if you're stuff. going That's to remove happen. your left tackle um, and trade it for a future pick and then just slot something else in there, we saw what the preseason looked like when Joe Thomas wasn't playing. And I think you, you know, the best way to have your quarterback not be your quarterback in the future is to have him mutilated because your left tackle, you know, you traded for a future conditional pick. It was before the season even got underway. I said we were going to end up having a coaching controversy on this team, and sooner or later people were going to be asking the question whether or not Greg Williams should be coaching this team. I maintain that it is going to happen. If they continue to lose like this and they go 1-15 again this year, is Hugh Jackson the coach of the Cleveland Browns next year? I think he is, but I think that the seat is definitely very, very warm. I don't think they're going to go 1-15. Um, you know, I don't Three think they're as bad as they looked yesterday. Um, you know, three and thirteen, four and twelve, I think would be fine. Um, you know, that it's, it's not a great record, but you, you no. need to at least be trending in the positive, in, in the right direction. We were talking about this behind the scenes a little bit at the site. You know, you go three and thirteen, four and twelve, and then maybe you know six and ten, seven and nine next year. I mean, you need you just need to keep building. I think Hugh is safe until they regress. You know, like much like Mike Pettin did. Um, you know, had this team, you know, a win out of the playoffs before switching from Hoyer to Manziel. Forgot about Pat. And then the next, and then the next year, um, you know, again, you know, they fell flat on their face. So I think Hugh is fine as long as the trajectory is the right way. Um, you know, so you know, again, it, it, three and thirteen isn't anything to write home about. No, but it's it's a it's a step in the right direction, and it's a team that all again has thirteen draft picks heading into heading into next spring. So if you take a three and thirteen team, add even more talent. Um, you know, get another year of quarterbacking. If, if Kaiser's your guy, get another year under his belt. I mean, look at Jared Goff this year. The guy looked lost, absolutely lost last season. And while, you know, while they didn't exactly, you know, show up yesterday as much as they did week one, he is such a different quarterback. 
this year than he was last year. So, you know, you got you got to give these guys some time. And I think, you know, Hugh, as much as he would like to have a veteran team, uh, you know, Cincinnati looks absolutely lost since he left that franchise. That's and true. I th- I and I, I think there's something to be said there. Andy Dalton looks worthless without Hugh Jackson as his offensive coordinator. So I, I, I think it would be really, really, you know, a, a bad move to pull the plug right now. Should be pointed out that Jared Goff's entire offensive coaching staff got changed, and they got Jeff Fisher out of there, and they went with an offensive head coach. Young guy, but offensive, and that may have helped. Kaiser's still going to have Hugh. I'm a Hugh guy. I want Hugh to be the coach, but I'm telling you, I, I think a change is coming. I just I know the franchise. It's the most unstable job in American professional sports, and I worry that they're going to do it before they really should do it. Um, I agree that I think Hugh can coach and he can get it turned around, but I just worry we're going to fire him and then his next job is he's going to take off and light the world on fire and we're going to have another Belichick situation. <laughs> it's probably not that good, obviously, but I don't know, man. It's pretty depressing, and I, I know everybody thinks they're going to walk over Indy. Dude, they're a one-point favorite on the road against Indy, and I think it's nuts. I, I think that's absolutely crazy, and I know that it's what? Indy, the Jets, and, and Cincinnati. I'm telling you, they win one out of the next three, not two out of the next three. Yeah, right? they might. I mean, they haven't been favored on the road since week six of 2014. Dear to put God. that in perspective, and, Dear God. and that game, they and that game they lost 24 to six. So um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it could, it could go could go both ways. Um, I I do think that I you know Indianapolis that that score yesterday against Arizona was was much much it, the game played out much differently than the score. Arizona had I think three touchdowns called back. For, for various reasons, in the fir- in the first half alone, so you know that that could have easily been a blowout. So I don't know. I I do think they get next week. Um, if they don't get next week, um, you know I, you know I, I don't. It, it could be it could be much different. But I do think they get that one. And I I, I see. I don't see how they don't destroy the Jets. Um, you know they the Jets aren't trying to win football games much like the Browns weren't trying to win football games last year. Um, you know, I think they want to look decent on paper, want to see certain players play well. Um, but at the end of the day, you have one team actually trying to win in Cleveland and one team trying to, you know, position themselves better in the draft, and that's the Jets. So if you somehow don't win that football game, um, yeah, I think that's more of a referendum than anything that happened yesterday. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for that Monday, buddy, because I think the Jets win by 20. Jets win by 20. <laughs> <laughs> Given what I saw yesterday, I've told you, they got much, much worse. Here's what I'll give the Browns. Here's the one plus I'll give the Browns. They're the one team in Northeast Ohio, buddy. You'll never have to rename your site. We'll be waiting for next year for the rest of our natural born lives. Scott from Waiting, Amen. For, <laughs> waiting for Next Year.com. Buddy, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Be good, guys. Thank you. Fantone's got a theory that if you give a man anything sooner or later, he's going to try to bang it. And sure enough, we have proof of that, and you won't believe this story. Get it next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. Before I make any major purchase, you know what I want? I want options. Give me choices. And that's why I chose the Wakeham Auto Family when buying my pre-owned car. Because the Wakeham Auto Family is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer, meaning they have more options and more choices for me than anybody else. 
And if you head to wakeem.com, that's W-A-I-K-E-M.com, you'll see there they have over 500 pre-owned cars for you to choose from. Now, I was a little worried about my credit when I showed up at Wakeem because like a lot of people, I've had some negative things hit my credit report. And Wakeem said to me, you need to not worry about that. And here's why. We here at the Wakeem Auto Family deal with over 30 different lenders. So no matter what your issues are, we're going to find a way to get you financed. If you're in the market for a pre-owned car, check Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. That's the Wakeham Auto Family. Find them online at their website, wakeham.com, or in person on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Huskin Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. You can do what I did on your next car. You can save the Wakeham Way. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 845, we'll let Fantone say goodbye to a legend. And I even, I have to admit he was a legend. We'll give you our personal take on... On the passing of a legend, we normally here don't get overly sentimental no. about celebrity death. But this one, dude, but, I might. But growing up with this guy, yeah, we may have to do that. So at 845, we'll do that. 930 is when we're going to send you to see Breaking Benjamin at the House of Blues. Oh, yeah. November 7th is when that goes on. Breaking Benjamin, that'll be a good show for sure. Still time for you to uh, get signed up for the Firehouse Mixed Doubles Tournament this Saturday at Zora Golf Club. Hit up ZoraGolfClub.com. See if your co-ed team can beat mine. You feeling confident? You feel like you've got a you got a no. bag? No. No, I no. played golf Saturday and I was playing great and then I I caught the shanks at the tail end of the 9 and I was like, "Oh no, what's happening?" I'm like, "Oh no." Like honestly, I'm going to the range today to make sure it's like, "Okay, where did this go?" Cuz I got do I'm playing tomorrow with some important people from work. Okay. And then I'm playing Saturday in this in this tournament and I I mean, I don't care. Well, I shouldn't say that. I want to win. But I, I won't be surprised if I don't, right. but I want to at least play well. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yes, you want to win your own tournament, but the last thing you want to do is be in last place at your own tournament. That's right. I don't want to be last. Do not want to be there. I don't want you. I, don't, I feel bad for your partner, too. Yeah, she needs to step her, her game this year. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, I'm going to get it worked out. I'm going to try to get it worked out this afternoon because I am. I'm a little terrified by what I saw. So we'll figure that out. Get signed up, ZorGolfClub.com. Fantone's had this theory, and he's not exactly wrong, is that if you give a man anything, sooner or later he's like examining it, looking at it, going, too will my penis fit in this? Yeah, totally will, dude. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. It's a piece of technology. It's a piece of fashion. It's a piece of whatever. Dude, a piece of art doesn't matter. Guys want to bang it. I believe this was Germany where this happened, all right? Where firefighters had to show up with angle grinders and cut something off of a man's penis. Okay. Because he was trying to pleasure himself with it. God, that man. Or make his buddies laugh. Yeah, nonetheless, though, dude, if you've got to get a grinder involved with removing something from your penis, dude, that's terrible. They sedated him, even. They put him under uh, They put him under sedation because I'm sure they were worried about him freaking out and screaming. Of course. And he stuck his penis through the hole of a weight. Like a like okay. a like a workout weight, okay, and got it stuck in there. Now, <laughs> is it just me? But like, I, and maybe I don't know because I haven't been at the gym in, for a long time. But like those bars that go through those things, I mean, aren't they huge? Um, not, on the end, there? not huge. I mean, probably like that. I mean. So, yeah, I mean, decently sized I mean, what I'm saying is the guy didn't have a little penis, obviously, as he got it stuck in there. Bigger than a Gatorade bottle, but still, I mean... That's 
Pretty, I mean, you know, pretty thick. Yes, I, 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 will, I will admit this dude probably uh, <laughs> right there. There was a part of me that was like, bro, if you can get it stuck in there, how did you not have anywhere else to put right, it? Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, you know um, what I mean. I, I, I guess there is a little bit of because at first I was like, well, dude, this guy was just banging weights. But you're right. You're at the gym. It's you and a bunch of your German Euro trash buddies. I like, bet I can hold three around, of those on it. Around <laughs> so like, yeah, I guess that could have been a, a comedy routine. There. What a, I mean, you always hear people talk about you know like penis measuring contests that men have what a way to try to do that i um i guess i would just i would have to see an actual weight because i feel like that's probably about right but it might be thicker than that like it's probably pretty i mean now all bars are different right okay but i mean some of those get to be pretty big and and like yeah like I, i was like man i was like he obviously i hate to get too graphic here but he was obviously erect when this happened right? oh of course yeah and i'm sure that it at one point it was probably just like the blood's trapped there's nothing you can do there's no like you know there there was but if you got like a i mean i guess we don't know how big the weight was either was it a 45 pounder was it a five pounder like that'll make a difference you know of like of of of, of what the of how well, he, how he got out of the mess. Do you know the conversion rate? No, I do not. <laughs> Cuz it was 2.5 kilograms. I do not know. I would assume that's kind of small, 2.5 kilograms. Yeah, that sound, sounds like that's not. Sounds like a 5 pound weight. Yeah, but the holes are the same no matter if the what, weight's right. 5 or or, tw- or 50 because they all go in the same bar. I'm just saying how long it took that grinder to get through oh, that weight. Oh, through you know the weight. Okay, saying? Yes. a 45 pounder would have taken a considerable amount longer. And like I, I mean, I guess you, you don't look they ended up breaking it into one, two, three, four, like five pieces. You don't look at this as like, oh my God, my penis is about to get stuck in here because you're just not thinking down the field. You're just thinking like, haha, my buddies are going to laugh. Look, I've got this thing on my dong. Um, is it a big weight? Is it like, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I like my gym where the biggest problem is people don't wipe down the machines after they're done using them. Not I, this. I, 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 I'd recommend guys like I understand, you know, well, maybe my penis will fit in there. That's just not the best thing. To- what a risk. Right, that's exactly what I was like, going to say. Like, what a gamble. It's like, there's sometimes you're, you're going to be right about that, and your penis could fit in there, and maybe it is, like, you know, funny or sexually gratifying to you, but what if your penis gets stuck in there? And whenever you think, like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my penis in this, just finish that sentence. Like, don't just end it there. Like, well, what happens if I can't get this off? Exactly. Play the tape all the way to the end. Now, I'm going to take questions I wish I wouldn't have asked for 100, Alex. Oh, okay. What's the last weird thing that you stuck your... That you tried was like, you know what? Maybe this will work. Because um, honestly, I can't even remember because how old I am. Like, I, yeah, I've been done. I was going to say. I've been done. That's when I, I, they don't tell me how old this kid is. As an adult, like, I don't think it's necessarily been like, all right, man, if I just put this bag of Vaseline into the couch, I can hump away at it. Like, I, no, I mean, like. Weird. <laughs> how did I'm you know telling, that? I'm just telling you right now that's what people do. It's a, uh, it's, it's an uncommon thing there. Um, you've seen like those, like, there's people on the internet that'll show you how to make like fake sex toys with a towel and you can put a condom over the edge of it and then have sex with that. What? Like, and then there's cantaloupes and then there's apple pies and like, but like, dude, I'm not 15 anymore. I, I don't need all that. You know, I'm being told that, uh, that the 2.5 kilogram, I feel like such an idiot for not knowing the conversion is a five pound weight. Yeah. And the, this man, uh, telling me that Olympic bars are like two inch in diameter. I thought that was bigger than that. Okay, so I'm, I was giving this guy credit for... But uh, still, dude. I mean, two inches in diameter, bro. That's probably bigger than this one I'm showing you right here. This really? Is two, that's not two inches. No, that's probably... I mean, that's probably an inch and a half. I mean, like, that's still a pretty considerable girth. Yeah, I man, it's got a tuna can right. going on in there. Jeez. <laughs>
going on in there. Like I said, man, if you can get it stuck in a weight, I feel like you should have more places to put it. Like, dude, get on Tinder. What are you doing? Make that your profile pic. Here's you, me carrying weights with my penis. I guarantee you, dude, chicks are swiping oh, yeah. right on you. German chicks? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> left. and Dude, I'm telling you, there is no left. They're only swiping right. That's what happens <laughs> if you can get it stuck in one of those. Jesus. Fantone says goodbye to a legend. That happens next on Rock 106. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Missed anything from a previous show? Pick it up at the podcast right there. Looking ahead at tomorrow, we got New Tour Tuesday coming. New Royal Blood, New Montgomery Gentry. I'm still looking for our pop song. Might be New The Weekend, maybe. Historically, has been a pretty good artist. Sure, he's playing the iHeartRadio Music Festival Award Show this coming weekend. He right? is indeed. We might as well get him some spins. Look at that. Probably owe that to him. Yeah, yeah. Owe that to the company. <laughs> Probably right there. So maybe yeah. it'll uh, maybe it'll be the new weekends. Maybe who knows? Tuesday, nine o'clock. If you want to be uh, featured on New Church Tuesday, local artist, uh, you can submit yourself to stansbrightwrqk.com. Oh, buddy, I think I've got a local artist for us. You do? Yeah. This is this. I have not cleared this with you, but I've got a decent local artist for us. Okay, well, I need more than that. One of the uh, <laughs> one of the students at Project Rebuild. Yeah, no, I'm in. In. All right, good. <laughs> I'm in. All yeah, right. yeah. He's a rapper, and he wants his stuff to get played. So now you you told him though, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave him the rundown, and if it wasn't good enough, I wouldn't even play it. You know that. If it was, dude, if it was just like a train wreck, I'd I'd save the kid his feelings. But no, this is uh, it's a it's a quality uh quality. What do I want to say? Some quality hip hopsmanship coming out of uh, the Hall of Fame city. Here. All right, yeah. If you'll take it on yourself to edit it, yeah, oh, of course. I will absolutely. I of will course. absolutely. Yeah, that that can be it. CJ, we're bumping your ish tomorrow, bro. <laughs> He'll be so excited. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) What in the hell am I doing? That was probably not smart. Neither is this. Uh, I, so I read. I, <laughs> here we go. Here's here, more. Here's here more. Here's more bad decision making. I, uh, I I heard about this over the weekend, and I knew. And I'm surprised you haven't been more annoying about it all day. But Bobby the Brain Heenan died. Yeah, dude, a WWEF legend. I and mean, here's the thing: there, that is the right word because he is. He was around that brand forever. I mean, since like I w- was watching it as a fan. Oh, and God knows that was thirty years ago yeah. at this point. No, he, um, you know, he was instrumental when it came to really taking WWF at the time and taking it from what was a regional kind of flavor of the month thing. That's what pro wrestling was back in those days. Is like if you were down south, you watched down south wrestling. If you lived in Appalachia, you watched Appalachian wrestling. But uh, Bobby Heenan was a huge and I mean absolutely instrumental part of taking those regional things and making it into a worldwide phenomenon, which is really what WWF. We turned into in the 80s um, and you, you really can't express I mean how important he was I mean like he is what really was kind of boring bland like you know Vince McMahon being the announcer talking about the good guys and his heel his bad guy it just gave new life into that program Bobby the Brain Heenan was one of the best trash talkers I've ever heard I mean he was very good at it It. I mean really I can credit Bobby the Brain Heenan at least partially for my pro wrestling f- fanaticism is because when I was younger like I started watching it and my dad would watch it too 
but he wouldn't watch it. Like he would just kind of be like reading the paper, like drinking coffee or whatever. And those little quips from Bobby Heenan, those little like one liners, those little like interjections that he made, my dad would laugh at that. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, my dad likes Heenan. I like Heenan. I like wrestling. I like all this stuff. So yeah, I think uh, at least partially, I mean, you can, you can, you can give Bobby the brain Heenan a decent amount of my wrestling fandom. It was for me too. Like my brother loved him because I, you know, he was the ultimate heel, and he just kept like you know saying mean things, and my brother kept repeating them and right. like making me watch it on Calling TV. You an imbecile. Yeah, we actually have a little humanoid. Heenan. Yeah, let's run some Heenan. The big boss man has the long hand of the law. What's the IRS told me? He can take more bribes from people that have parking trouble and uh, ticketing here. You and should there. never <laughs> talk IRS about anybody <laughs> having their hand out. You of all people. You want to talk about the final chapter? I'll be glad to talk about the final chapter. The final chapter in the life and history and the career of Hulk Hogan. See, because it's over, Hogan. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. You think with all that blonde hair and a bunch of little hulksters out there and behind you, you ripping that t-shirt off and shaking in your pythons, you think you can beat him, dummy? It can't be done. I'm in the There was nobody there at that time. I mean, Andre the Giant was, you know, obviously huge and a, a, sure. a great heel and you know, you didn't necessarily have to sell him too much, but there was nobody there at that time that could go toe to toe with Hogan on a mic. You know what I'm saying? Like Savage wasn't necessarily to that level yet. So the fact that, you know, Heenan was able to step in and talk for the French Andre the Giant, it really did. He it, gave a whole I mean, he created a whole new job in that industry. Like there would have been no Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart. There'd be no dude who was walking Walking out with the Undertaker and all that, like Heenan kind of did all that. Yeah, I mean, he took it to a new level. There's, it's, it's, it's undeniable that the Heenan family and that clan and that like bad guy heel group, it did. It changed the way that wrestling was kind of, kind of, kind of like sold to us. That cheesy black jacket and his waft to oh, like, yeah. like blonde locks, just Bobby the Brain and out. Indiana's favorite Bobby. I thought Bobby Knight was Bobby Knight is Ooh. definitely Indiana's. Ooh. Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight, basketball fame, Bobby Knight. Oh, is that Gladys Knight's brother? You know, Piper is probably one of the most vicious men in the World Wrestling Federation. He's probably one of the most unpredictable wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation. But you didn't show me anything, Piper, when you were laying face down and your mini skirt up over your head. Compliments of the real world champion. He was around in the era of WWE too, where PC wasn't even an issue. Like it no wasn't even close. it wasn't even like talked of. It wasn't even something that you like. Well, maybe we should run it through this filter first. He was just Never. allowed to say whatever he wanted and did whatever he wanted, and there was very little consequence to it. So there's a part of me that's like, man, that had to be nice, right, dude? You could just go out there and say what you wanted and 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 do what you wanted, and like, what were you gonna do? Yeah, I mean that, that, that before you had to think three times before you said anything. Yeah, that would have been the time to do that. Is that going to negatively affect the wrestling world now that those guys do kind of have to clean some of that up? Uh, profits are through the roof right now. And are they're they running? They're running a very PG show. They're running a very like you know, it's not. It's not. There's a little bit of edge to it. They'll say ass, like, oh. which I guess is more than some radius. Well, but like they'll say stuff, and but it never gets over the line like it has been in the past. So. Well. Yeah, I mean, I knew parents were going to complain at some point because for a while there, it was just like girls half dressed being dragged around yeah. by their hair by dudes right. and like Brawl all and got- panties matches and all that stuff. <laughs> it just looked like an 80s rock band video. While we still have wrestling on the brain, oh, dude, no. wanted to announce it again no. Ohio champion- Championship Wrestling and the Canton Charge joining forces like the Mega Powers and uh, Sunday, May- March 11th. I don't even know if I'm allowed to be talking about this. I'm doing it anyway. Sunday, March 11th, dude. Well, you didn't ask me either. OCW taking over the Canton Charge. Your boy's going to be. 
be hosting everything. I'm pumped. Are you going to steal that match from Juice Jennings, too? <laughs> Dude, I might have to. Juice Jennings doesn't watch what's going on. I might have to. All right. That was sad for Bobby, you know, for Bobby the Brain, uh, you know, Heenan fans. Like, I don't get overly sentimental about celebrity death, but, like, that guy, I hate to admit it, but he was. He was a big part of my childhood. Sad for the Canton listening audience as well. <laughs> None of them are left with us anymore, buddy. We're fine. We're doing all right. I got good news for bald dudes. I would have never guessed this, but there's good news. Uh, what? Good nudes? What? <laughs> you might, what? Well, you might get some good nudes. <laughs> with this good news I have for bald dudes, get that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, thanks. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Missed anything from this morning? Podcast at shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. Also, 9.30 is when we're going to pass out those Breaking Benjamin tickets that are playing November 7th. House of Blues will get you in here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. You know, before erectile dysfunction, male baldness was like the the problem that you could sell a product no matter what it was. If you told guys it was going to grow their hair back, you'd get their money. Like... Making dudes grow hair or an erection or making women skinnier. Like, if you tell people, if you write that on a bottle or something, people are paying for it. I mean, dude, they're desperate things. You know what I mean? You, you've, you've tried so many different ways to, to gain your hair back or to get an erection or, or to lose weight. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not surprising that those are the things that sell snake oil. They say that baldness comes from, what is it, your mother's father? Yeah. Is, is like, normally where that comes from? I feel like I'll be all right, probably have hair most of my life if that is true and that ends up being the case at this point you're already 40 you know what i right. mean right i mean i have it for right. most of for when the part of your life you care about right and so i don't really have the hair issue but if i did i would imagine that i would be somebody who would not enjoy it that i it would bother me no i mean you know guys it's not nearly as important to remain looking young as it is with women um but it still is i mean that'd be a tough pill to swallow like, really would Last week I was playing golf and I got teamed up with a couple of guys I didn't know, right? And they were older than I was much. And actually one of the guys, because I have like orange grips on my clubs, he goes, where'd you get those gay clubs? And I realized, I was like, okay, yeah, there's obviously an age gap here, dude. Like you're outside on the loose and you don't realize you're not allowed to say that kind of stuff anymore. But one guy took out like a bottle of like spray suntan lotion and I keep one of those in my bag too. But for my arms and legs, he was spraying on top of his head because he was bald. And I was like, oh, so they do do that. Well, of course, man. I mean, what are you going to do? Deal with a a burnt noggin? You don't want that. (laughs) No, nobody wants that. Nobody wants an overcooked noodle. And so... What they're saying now, though, is is that if you're losing your hair, don't worry about it. Because according to a new study out of the University of Pennsylvania, found that bald men, Fantone, are viewed as more confident, dominant, and taller. I would have never guessed that. Because for me, the first thing I think of when somebody says bald dude, you know what the first thing I think of, I swear to God, George Costanza. Is okay. the first thing that comes into my mind when somebody says, yeah, he's bald. I think Costanza. 
Well, I, I think there's we've got different visions of what bald is because you're right. There's somebody with the horseshoe that has just the like crown the stands yeah, yeah. right. Um, but then there's also Mr. Clean. You know like what I'm full saying? Bald. Full bald, shaved head. I mean, and it's to go back to the Seinfeld episode. Who was it? It was one of Elaine's boyfriends that you know was shaving his head and and had to keep doing it. He started because he wanted to, had to keep doing it because he was going bald. But like, there is a little bit of that like coolness when you actually like you know bick it down. You got to have the right scalp for it. And put a pin in that. We'll get there. Researchers gave three major tests to college students, both men and women, and they were asking them to rate images of men in terms of like how attractive are they, how confident do they look, and and their dominance. Now, some of those images ended up being the same guy, but just one time had a full head of hair, another time he was bald. Okay? Those surveyed rated bald men as the most confident and dominant. They were viewed as nearly an inch taller on average as well, too, and a bit stronger. I would have never guessed this. Then why are so many people feeling weakened by this? Well, because I think once again, you know, it's that it's that style. Is that like if if you're, you know, if you are deciding to bick it down, it does look almost. I don't want to say adult because that's not the right thing, but it looks it looks mature. It looks you know it looks like masculine, I guess. Where if you it, it, you know it looks like you decided that as opposed to if it's you're wearing the crown, it looks like it happened, it's happened, to, happened you. to you. Yeah. Right. Now they say as. Now, they looked more dominant and they looked taller, but attractiveness, they did not fare quite as well. So maybe that's why guys are still having an issue with losing their hair. They okay. say they got a significantly lower rating than you know men with full heads of hair. I mean, if you can look you know, taller and more dominant and more masculine, I don't know if looks are nearly as important as those two things. Well, all those things go into your attractiveness, don't they? Like, so yeah. I don't know how those could be elevated, but your overall attractiveness not. Um, I, I would think, especially looking at it from a woman's perspective, of I think there's a lot more acceptance when it comes to dating older men nowadays. So I can understand why maybe that would be more attractive to them. But if you're looking at it from like my perspective of a guy of like, well, how can I make myself more attractive? If you take hair out of the equation, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't have anything to look better with now. You know what I mean? Like, you know new haircut and all of a sudden you're walking in like yeah man dude feeling good about myself yeah that's true if you're just you know if you're bald the whole time that's that's gotta suck a little bit have they really mastered this yet like like moving hair from other parts of your body to like i think so i mean can you still tell i don't know because then again i say i think so but then again i mean because i was in a store the other day and there was a guy and it was like that's obviously fake. Well, I feel like the days of a rug are no longer around. Like, I, very rarely do you see a toupee anymore. I, yeah. I, I feel like 20 years ago, it was like, I can I can remember like going to the store and like pointing them out to yeah. my brother. I'd be like, oh my god, look at that idiot. It doesn't hair. even match. Right, right. But like, with when it comes to transplants and stuff, I would say well, you know, you watch TV and you see commercials and, you know, famous people, but dude, if LeBron can't get it done and he's got all the money in the world. Yeah, and he did. He got like those ants put on the top of his head. Now maybe, now maybe different here when it comes to like textured hair versus like normal you know white people hair you know what I'm saying so maybe there's a little bit of a difference there in the, in the I would in imagine the, somebody would have cracked the code by in, now and the capabilities there but still if if LeBron can't afford it I don't think you know well Matt Lauer too right, I mean there's a guy on right. TV makes plenty of money so if it was out there I mean I, that's just the first guy that, I don't know why it's like the first guy that came into my mind no I do have good news for guys if you're worried about your hair they say 85 percent of us will have significantly thinning hair by the age of 50. Now I will say, like my hair's not as full as it once was, but I, I'm in no, I'm in no danger of going bald. 
Um, I don't know if my hair is thinner. My hair is definitely thinner. I don't think my hair is thinner. I just keep it shorter now. I think if I grew it long, it would be just as thick. But I definitely have widow's peak. Like that's my yeah. that's that's my hair burden that I have to carry. But at this point, dude, I'm 33, and if this is if this in a relationship, who cares? Fine, whatever. They say. Um, uh, those of us destined to lose our, our hairs, it starts early. 25% of men will have male pattern baldness, and it'll start to lose your hair by the age of 21. Yeah, dude. I had a buddy in high school who was going bald, and it was just really? like, oh, dude. And he he you know he had to embrace it and just shave his head. Um, but, I mean, we were like 18, and I can just remember ragging on him, dude, just being ruthless to that, dude. And, uh, yeah. God, is he still alive? Did oh, he have yeah, a disease? Dude, he had, were you mean? No, 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 no. He's married, and he's a teacher, and he does well. He's doing well? Um, yeah, but he, uh, but, but, but. <laughs> Sounds awful. At 18, like it was just like, dude, how are you losing your hair already? We just got pubic hair like five years ago. Now all of a sudden you're losing yours. That's a fair point. I uh I went gray earlier than I think a lot of people do. Like I again, I had a buddy in high school who was going gray in the 10th grade. And he was embarrassed by it. Of course. Like he really was. Now I went gray a little earlier than, you know, some other people did. I I, I got it a little bit earlier, which is again why I'll, why I keep my hair cut a little shorter. You notice it less. And there's actually did you have you seen this new IQ like uh shampoo they have? Where apparently, dude, like it it just like starts to darken your hair and then it stops and like it knows what to do. It's like they oh, say yeah, your yeah, shampoo yeah. has like the IQ. And I'm so interested to try it. But I'm terrified because every girl I've been with has said, "Do no, don't change it. I kind of like it." But I, there is part of me that's like, eh, "I kind of want to try it," but I'm worried that it's, I'm just gonna look like Raccoon Brown, like out of. Nowhere? Um, I don't know, dude. I feel like your hair's appropriate for your age. I feel like that's about where you should yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not overly right. gray. Right. It's not, you have, it's not like you're a silver fox out there. Just a little bit of salt and pepper. I think it looks good on you, buddy. I, uh, I'm thinking about getting the IQ shampoo and giving it a try and see what happens there. But I'm just worried that I'm going to have some like awful sitcom situation going on where it's like, what the hell happened? And it's like, because, dude, I've seen that on TV. Like, guys who host shows and stuff, like, you, you can obviously tell, yeah. like, somebody was like, hey, m- maybe let's try this. And they show up the next day and you're like, dude, you look way different. And I always think the same thing. It's like, well, that guy's got way more money than me. And if he can't find something right. that works, why the hell am I risking it in the aisle trying to figure out the IQ shampoo? If you've used that, hit me up. Let me know if it works. I want to know. We've had another football tragedy. This time here locally. We'll give you that story that's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. Before you know it, winter's going to be here. The Browns are playing football. You know what that means. Snow is on its way. And if you're driving a car you're not really secure about, imagine getting stuck in a snowstorm on the middle of 77 broken down. That sounds awful. And there's no reason for you to go through it. The Wakeham Auto Family is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. Meaning no matter what it is you're looking for, make, model, price range, whatever it is, Wakeham has it. And with Wakeham dealing with over 30 different lenders, no matter what your credit issues are, Wakeham will get you financed. You can start looking through the pre-owned inventory online at Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. You'll see there, like I said, they are Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. Over 500 pre-owned cars for you to take a look at. You can also find them in person. That's at West Huskin Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. That's where the Wakeham Auto Mile is. If you head up there, you can do what I did. You can save the Wakeham Way. Stop driving a car you're not happy with. I did it under six months ago. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Breaking Benjamin tickets. We're going to pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. I promise I won't forget. 
Hopefully you won't forget. No, we'll I see. won't. All right. I'm not going to forget. Okay. It's written on this big piece of paper I put right in front of me so All I don't right. forget. And we'll end the program at 945. Well, we'll get into ending the program around 945, and I'm going to give you the best reason not to be sharing your Netflix password. And it's not because you're going to get hacked or anything like that. It's not that. Okay. I read a story today, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, maybe paying Netflix the money they deserve is is, is probably good. All right. So I'll give you that at 945. We do have a, uh, a local tragedy here. As a college spokesman saying now that 21-year-old Clayton Guy died Sunday afternoon at a hospital in Worcester. He was a senior offensive lineman on the team and a chemistry major at the school. That's a pretty good school. Spokesman Hugh Howard said he couldn't provide any details about what caused Guy's death. He started at right guard in Saturday's 38-20 home win over Ohio Wesleyan. He was from London, Ohio. He was an all-conference offensive lineman and was twice named the North Coast Athletic Conference Academic uh, Academic honor roll, sorry. He, and they tell us where Worcester is. We know where that is. Right. But he says here, um, they died. Uh, he had died after being hospitalized at a game Saturday when he complained that he did not feel well. And then, uh, yeah, after the game, he had uh, lost his life. We don't have any more details than that, but that's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously very sad for him and his loved ones. And I'm sure, you know, the many people, you know, who, who he encountered throughout life. I, I, you know, immediately my head jumps so well it had something to do with playing football. Dehydration, but that, things but like that. that's not necessarily true at all. You know what I mean? Like, you look at that as, well, that's the catalyst of what started whatever happened to this kid. But, I, I mean, that's just me jumping to conclusions. Me too. Like, it's the first thing I thought of, too, though. because And that's because the media has done a very good job of selling that their whole war on football and th- that whole dialogue on the war on football. Which, somebody said this to me the other day. They said, this is very interesting. And again, it has nothing to do with this particular case, though, that, you know, the NFL gets all this blame for concussions and concussions and concussions. But they said that they've run the numbers and the number one sport in America that causes concussions is female soccer, young women's soccer. And nobody's rushing to take their girl, their daughters out of soccer, but yet parents are taking their sons out of football games and out of football programs over the fear of the concussion. So it's a little bit of the hysteria that the media has caused. Um, I, you know, it very well could, you know, a week from now we could find out, no, this totally had something to do with Yeah, it. I mean, that could happen. Um, and I wonder if that had something to do with, you know, the development of females versus males as teenagers with their brains and how it kind of, you know, you know, a headshot sure can a affect. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I take your point there and like, it just, it's, it's easy to jump to that conclusion. I guess we'll see within, you know, when this autopsy's done and kind of, it's just strange for a kid, you know, 21, 20 years old 21, like to, just, yeah. to just croak out, you know, after a performance like that. You would just think that, you know, no, this kid's a picture of health. This kid's got his, Young, entire, you know, right. his entire future in front of him, and unfortunately, not. It's, um, I, I am going to be interested to see what happens there. I've been on record saying I'm not sure, I, you know, I don't have kids, but if I did, I, I've been on record saying I'm not sure I would want my son playing football. Let gets into a weird territory. I would want him to do what he wanted to do, but I would feel uncomfortable about it, and I don't know why, because like I said, they've run the numbers, and female soccer has more concussions in it than football ever has, and yet there's there's no war on that. Nobody's blogging about that. Nobody's trying to take female soccer down a peg. And it's very interesting that our biases and what we're reading in the media lends itself because we, because like you said, we have no idea what caused this. Now, I, I, I think we will probably see a connection. But again, I think that's just because of everything I read every day is like football bad, everything else good. 
And the media, I think, has done a poor job of that because, like I said, here I am. I never played, but my dad and my brother both did, and I, I feel like, I don't know, man. If I had a son, do I want him doing that? He can break a leg. He can get a concussion. He can have all these things. And at the end of the day, we might be demonizing a sport that does a lot of positive things for a lot of people over, honestly, something that's been wildly misreported. And that's going to be interesting to find that out. We are going to send you to Breaking Benjamin. That shows November 7th at the House of Blues. We'll take caller 15 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And around the corner, the best reason not to share your Netflix password. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything from the today's program? You can podcast it there. Looking ahead at tomorrow for New Tour Tuesday, you got The Weekend, Montgomery Gentry, and Royal Blood all part of that. And Fantone says he found us a local. Very interested to hear that. I'm excited to play it tomorrow from Hall of Fame City. I can't wait to hear that. One of the things people will do these days is like share their streaming passwords. And like login information, like Netflix and like, you know, your Hulu and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, Netflix gives you X amount of logins. I don't know what the number is. I think it's three if you pay nine ninety nine. I think you can pay a couple of bucks extra and get more. But like how many devices you can be logged into at once or right, whatever, right. right? And the like. And I don't think people should do that. And it is stealing, ultimately, by giving your friend your Netflix password. But if they give you three accounts and you give your friend one of those accounts... I don't like it. I mean, they give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like they give I, it to you because they know you want to be able to watch it on your phone. You want to be able to watch it via your fire, like like a stick for your TV or maybe your laptop. It is so it's a convenience for you. They don't give it to you so you can give it to your neighbor and not and have two different households watching something and somebody not paying for it. But, That's not why they give it to you. But why would they give me if I'm just going to log in under the Fantone? Sure. So I log into the, under Fantone under my TV. I log into it under under my phone. I just don't understand if they don't want you if if they don't want other people having it. What like what is it there for? I only have one login. I don't know what you're talking about. You can have you can log into three devices at once. But you can have three different logins too. Like I know you can. Like I, 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 I'm a hundred percent sure of it, dude. Like I'm a hundred percent sure. Oh, well, I don't know why they would give you that, but I know it's not so you can rip them off and not give them their ten dollars a month. Right? I mean, we know that. Netflix isn't going to be like, hey, we're giving you this so you don't have to pay us. That's not why they give it to you. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you are stealing. And at, and really who you're hurting is you. Because in the end, this is like why you never go to a store and go, why is this thing cost 30 bucks when it should be 10 You know why? Loss prevention is why. It's because idiots go into stores and steal things, and then the, we have to hike the price of it back up because the company's not going to lose their money. We end up losing our money. When you steal, that's all That's all you end up doing is raising the prices of stuff that you don't want to be more expensive. That's what happens. And Netflix is, if you enjoy original programming, this is the last person, people you should be doing this to. Because they're one of the few people out there pumping out new product every month, and most of it so far seems to be pretty good. So at the end of the day, what do you want Netflix to have? Money. Otherwise, you're not going to get quality entertainment out of them. And I have the best reason not to give anybody your password ever. And it's not because you're going to get hacked or because you're going to get found out and Netflix is going to cancel your subscription. But one of their biggest shows right now, and I'm not a fan of it. I tried the first season, I, and then I, t- I clicked on the second season, and I think the show's wildly overrated. But it's Narcos. It's like a big show for them, right? Right. Well, one of their location scouts was just gunned down and murdered in Mexico trying to find you the next best place to Jeez. film that show. So go ahead and keep stealing stuff from them. As people are now losing their lives trying to f- find the best place to film these shows for you. 
right? A little bit different now all of a sudden. When it's just like, well, you know, I'll just borrow my, my co-worker's password and I'll just watch this stuff. People are being gunned down and murdered trying to find you the best location to film these shows that you like to watch and you're not even paying them. Like, did you got to reevaluate y- y- your belief system in this stuff? Like, people want, I had a guy once say to me, You're not stealing, it's out there. Right. Well, yeah, if you don't pay for something, <laughs> it can be out there. I like, mean. I'm going to go to Dick's today, right? And there are going to be things out on the shelf, not behind the counter. I can't just pick it up and walk out the front door with it. Oh, it's out there. Well, I mean, it's out there. I'm just going to steal it. So a guy got gunned down and murdered trying to find the best place to film a show that you love. If that's not worth $10 to you, then I just don't think you can be helped. Now, I cannot walk out of here today without addressing this. Apparently, according to Twitter, it is National Cheeseburger Day. Oh, there we go. Now now we're into something. It's National (laughs) Cheeseburger Day. And I'm trying to figure out who has the best cheeseburger here. Am I voting? Yeah, give I'm, me the vote. There. I'm going. I'm going to go with George's number one. I'm putting George's in. The okay, that's in fair. The top spot. Um, there's Mench's Brothers, which is really good. That's on Tuss. It's pretty good. Um, smoked burger joints, good. I'm just trying to think of local like institutional burgers, and uh, those are my top three. I'll go with those. I've never had Mench's Brothers. It's good. It's good. I don't believe I've ever had that. You'd like it. George's was the first thing that came to mind. Um, the rail's pretty good. Ah, the rail is good. The good rail call. would be very, very good. Um, smoke the burger joint, very, very good. I, I would probably say those are probably my top three. Um, and I, I guess why not throw it in there? I mean, you know, it's local and it's an institution of Mr. Hero. I mean, at the, oh. at the end of the day, a Roman burger is a burger, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, mean, I think you got to put. I think you got to throw Mr. Hero. Up it's there. basically an Ohio thing. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen those anywhere else nope. but here and yeah i would say the roman burger is probably the best fast food hamburger of all time so yeah you know what fanton i like the vote all right i'm being told here that they give you that netflix will give you the three viewer limit mostly for family so your siblings so again so your kids can have so watch something in their room versus and that's why they do it yeah because like when i log into mine it says dan or do i want to move over to the other box which is for kids but i know netflix doesn't give it to you so you can steal that's not why they do that why don't they make it the, at that point? They should make it like I will admit it's a dumb system. Yeah, I mean, like you're not you're not you're not helping yourself at all. Netflix, like you're making it much easier to do. You're they giving are yourself the, the like the gun there. They are absolutely making. They are leaving themselves uh, open to that, but it does not mean that that's what they want you doing or that you should be doing it. It is in fact stealing. That's what it is. And I'll tell you why, dude. Somebody asked asked me this question the other day. Then how come nobody ever cracks down on porn? Right, because everybody steals porn. Nobody pays for porn. Nobody. As a matter of fact, I read this the other day. Back in the nineties, the average salary for a female porn star was one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Last year, it was forty grand. Think about that. Now, I maintain I I'm this is the one like government conspiracy I have that I believe that the government does not crack down on online pornography because they know everybody's logging into it and they want to steal all your information and they want to spy on you. And they and honestly, I do it's a conspiracy. There it is. No other entertainment <laughs> industry, no other piece of entertainment that that heavily consumed would they not crack down on you stealing. There's no and no other way. So what is the reason? 
What, because we just care less about porn stars? I don't buy that. I think it's because they want us open, and this is how they're getting all our information. This is how they're stealing everything, and the government wants it. That's my tinfoil hat tip of the day. Enjoy your afternoon, Pornhub viewers. You can, uh, I'm you telling can, you. You can feed the machine there. Log off. That's why, why else would they not crack down on that? There's no other reason for that. I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy, and you heard it here first. Show's over for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great afternoon. See ya. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 1069.